just six bucks. Sounds really good, doesn't it? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. When so much of life is about the big moments, it's the details in the all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer that makes the small moments truly special. Take joy in American premium design with available walnut trims and technology, like the available 23-speaker Macintosh reference entertainment system. And with seating for up to eight, no detail is overlooked because it's the details that make every journey grand. The Grand Wagoneer. Grand Adventures Return. Wagoneer is a registered trademark of SCA US LLC. It's all my friends. I mean, basically all our friends are like from the city, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this is because you right, in with all of them, people will automatically think, oh, I thought you were from New York City or somewhere. Or, you know? Yeah, nope, right here. Right nope. here in our basically. hometown. <laughs> basically. So uh, let's get started. So Zahira, okay. so she is from Buffalo. She was a proud Philadelphian for 12 years. And again, I'm still mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, She's a proud mom of two little, two men, ages nine and 11. Um, mm-hmm. For 25 years, she dedicated her professional life to the role of social worker. Um, her career yes. working with families in the field of foster care and trauma would end in 2017 after years mm-hmm. of advocacy and treatment. So I know you basically mm-hmm. have this big bio, so I'm not going to go with you here on this. Okay, that's um, okay. Not to discredit it or anything, but I wanted to give you some kind of intro. Um, and I know for me, I was really, really interested. You have this kid's clothing line, right? Like mm-hmm. I think it's called mm-hmm. Muse. Muse, yes, yeah, yes. So talk about that. Okay, so um, my two little men, I call them my little men, you know, uh, they are nine and 11. And uh, that's Mateen and Youssef. And um, so during the, you know, when the pandemic first got started, um, and the whole George Floyd um, was occurring, the nation was just an uproar. And um, we're stuck inside and my boys are growing out of their clothes, you know, so time does not stop. So they, they said, okay, we need new clothes, but we want to support a black owned business. Hmm. I said, okay, this is fine. So we began to um, like Google, you know, different places, you know, black owned children's clothing, could not find anything absolutely nothing online so I'm like okay this is odd so they said okay well we can just make our own clothes I said okay so that (laughs) kind of sparked the conversation um as far as them being a black owned children's clothing brand it took them a little while to come up with a name um but it was kind of like a a they gave the um, idea of almost like creation or blank canvas, which is news came out of that. So they like the E with the hyphen, which is more French. So it's like musée and they're like, no, muse. I know, right? They're like, no, it's muse. We just like the hyphen over the E. So I'm like, (laughs) okay, fine. You know, 
So, um, of course, being, you know, a, a mom, I'm going to support my children, you know, in whatever um, things they want to do. So, um, hence, we kind of started to create this all while in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So um, they wanted to start out with, you know, getting shirts and, you know, sweatpants and things of that nature. So um, right now um, they have kind of expanded on, you know, Muse. So, um, you know, they, you know, they have their t-shirts, they have sweatshirts, sweatpants, they have jeans, they have socks, you know, they want to in- introduce more of um girl things like the scrunchies and the blankets. Um, And um, from there, uh, once they began to learn how clothing is manufactured, Mm -hmm. now comes, why don't we just make our own t-shirts? Because normally what people do is that when they're creating these clothing brands, they'll buy from large manufacturers, you know, um, and kind of utilize their um, t-shirts or sweatshirts and things. So now they, this is what they want to do. They want to manufacture their own clothing from scratch. Interesting. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, which would launch them into um, being the first Black-owned children's manufacturer. That's awesome. That is cool. So, um, basically, what's going on with the brands right now? Um, Are you, I mean, what exactly is going on? Are you marketing it to different stores or... So um, we wanted, uh, we were thinking about that. However, um, that kind of changes things for, you know, sales and things of that nature. So right now it is um, e-commerce. So it's online, shopatmuse.com. So people can purchase, you know, the different items that are actually online and they develop that website themselves. And then um, they do have um, a, a store in Philadelphia, um, they rent out space where they, you know, sell a couple of their items there. And, uh, but right now we're in the process of uh, solidifying the deal with the, you know, with the manufacturer to be able to uh, produce these items. Um, They are really, they get really excited about doing um, like vending opportunities and things like that. They they like the hands-on, the, you know, the personable, you know, things. So they enjoy doing a lot of vending. That I have to say is um, uh, part of their top priority right now is any vending opportunities, they're there. They want to be there. They want to talk. They want to introduce. They want to do face-to-face um, our largest thing that we have going on right now is um, they were recently accepted to do a children's business fair. Oh. And this will be hosted, yes. So this will be hosted by Muse, and it's going to be in the uh, Buffalo, New York area. Okay. So we have teamed up with um, an organization called E for All, which is Opportunity or Enterprise entrepreneurship for all and uh they are based um or one of their branches is here in buffalo new york and um they you know start businesses 
you know, ideas and they launch, help launch these uh, small businesses into something really big. And uh, so we've teamed up with them to run a uh, large children's business fair. So they will be actually hosting that themselves with other children entrepreneurs here in Buffalo, New York. So that's what's on their agenda right now. Um, and that is uh, scheduled for uh, late January. That is cool. Yeah. And, okay. then, and then that's amazing. I, I, I am interested to hear. So, so I, I feel like I'm hearing a silver lining of quarantine. Um, uh, and, and I, I, I felt this with my own kids too. Did, did your young men surprise you with, um, their entrepreneurial skills and their ideas? I, I think a lot of times, um, myself as, as a parent, you, you don't, I don't give my children as much credit and it just sounds amazing to me. Did they surprise you at all? They did. They really did. Because, you know, you think that children are like, you know, it's all about, you know, their little world, their little bubble, you know? So it's just right. like, you know, outside of, you know, playing with toys or video games or whatever books or whatever they have going on in their own little world, puzzles or Legos, you know, it, it it's really, it, it did surprise me, but it was like, you know, I think as parents, we really have to do um, our best job at pulling those certain things because it was only a statement. You know, we can't find clothing, you know, a Black-owned children's clothing line, you know, to purchase from. How about we make our own? Yeah, That's just an idea. And it was kind of, you know, my job to say, okay, yeah, what about that? Let's, let's talk more about that, you know, and that idea and what that looks like. You know what I mean? So I think for children, they're very simplistic. But at the same time, I think they, you know, do not have the boundaries that we have as adults, you know, where we have to conform to a box, you know, where it's just like, yes. we can't think too far to the left or the right. And I think kids do not have that boundary and so it's our job to kind of help pull that out of them. Excellent. Thank you. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is great. And then um, I noticed that you do a bunch of other things. Like you, oh, you do things like, I mean, you are busy. Like you're constantly in Buffalo. And I think, you know, back in Philly and back and forth. It's like, dang, am I ever going to catch up with this girl? Because she's. I know. Everywhere, everywhere. I'm like, why are you home? I want to be home. You in Philly? I'm not. So, but uh -huh. um, one of the things I noticed, you you seem to be really big with the advocacy, like in terms of particularly with children. I think you're doing something like with school supplies and making sure kids have those types of things for school. Um. Mm -hmm. So just talk to me a bit, I would say, just about what else you're doing as far as um, the community, because I know you constantly post that you have different stuff going on, and I can't keep track of them. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, you're absolutely correct. I am very, very busy. My, my, I've moved on to like my third plate <laughs> to fill it up. But it is, um, so yeah, so I have um, two other, um, so one is an organization and the other one is a business. So um, our organization is the Izine Family Foundation, and that basically um, is a legacy from my father who passed away, you know, almost 10 years ago. Um, and that is uh, made up of myself, my mother, brother, sister, you know, and our immediate family. Um, but we um, have a platform, which in Islam is called Sadaqa, which is uh, Arabic name for charity. Okay. okay? So with our Arzine Family Foundation, um, this is what we do. We give charity. So this is a nonprofit organization that we have. Um, we have given out, you know, school supplies, you know, to uh, school-aged children. Um, but one of the things that we did this year was actually give back to college students Ooh. and teachers. Nice. Because we did realize that, you know, teachers... Um, like social workers, you know, they're, they're underpaid, you know, um, and the expectation to have them come out of their pockets and pay for a lot of things that, you know, that they need for their students. Excellent. Our students, you know, our children's excellence comes out of their pockets. So we actually supply teacher supplies to them um, and um, also uh, supplies to the college students. Um, the college students, oh my gosh, you know, because you see book bag giveaways left and right all the time yeah. for school-age children. You know, mm. there's there are a dime a dozen. But those college students, oh my goodness, um, to get on that campus and my, our alma mater, which is, you know, Buffalo State College, they welcomed us there. And the stories behind some of those students, they're like, oh, well, I got to school, you know, and I was only able to get, you know, detergent and you know those supplies but I wasn't able to get notebooks and pens so they wow. would take notebooks and pens or vice versa so these were the items that we had we had you know an abundance you know supplies of detergent and pens and folders and notebooks and I mean Ikea bags I mean it was oh my gosh the response was wonderful and the college students they were they were so grateful. And we realized at that point that there is a, um, there's a group of students who um, are not under, you know, um, and not impoverished and not rich, but they're kind of falling in between the cracks. Those are the students that were coming and getting those supplies. And it was, it was absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. We, so we really look forward to doing that, you know, next year. Um, and really um, um, taking the Azine Family Foundation. We also do an annual Eid festival for the entire city of Buffalo, which is a holiday that the Muslims celebrate every year. So uh, we've been doing that for the last 16 years. Um, it's not just for Muslims, the whole entire Buffalo community comes out. We have thousands of families that come out from Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, Canada, They've come wow. from all over and it's a huge festival. It's free. We mm -hmm. feed everyone. They love barbecue food. So we, we feed everyone and, and uh, uh, you know, 
bounce houses and pony rides and all kinds of stuff. It's a huge festival. So we have that annually here in Buffalo as well. Um, and then uh, my uh, business, which is uh, married, it, um, it sponsors uh, um, events in Buffalo. And we have had, oh my gosh, movie screenings and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So any events that, you know, yeah. So those are the events that, you know, you normally see, you know, online that I'm showcasing. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. You know, I call myself the community events curator. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm always doing something. Yeah, she is. She is constantly <laughs> doing something. So how did you get into this stuff? Like what drives you to, you know, do what you do? A mental break. <laughs> I have been practicing uh, social work for over 25 years, and um, I took a mental break. And when I sat for six months doing nothing, I didn't work. You know, um, I enjoyed my Reese's Cups and Pepsi, <laughs> you know, going going to take my kids to school, picking them up and, and doing all their field trips and things like that, just being an at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And these things began to surface in my brain. It was, you know, it went from themed birthday parties to, okay, well, let's do this or let's do that. And, you know, um, that is where my Women's Empowerment Conference developed. And my first one was um, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I planned that conference from my cell phone. Wow. With emails in uh, six months. Uh, because when I, you know, when I got laid off, we had to cut back. We had to cut back on, you know, internet and, you know, all this other stuff. So I would go and sit at Ikea or the library on my cell phone, writing emails, inviting, you know, uh, women to be on this panel and really coordinating vendors and things of that nature. And um, that was our first uh, women's conference, which is sponsored by, you know, Mary. And um, it's been going for, we just passed our third year this year, but it is, um, it was wonderful because I was able to bring um, a platform of women that were in my circle mm -hmm. um, to the community women. So these are women within the, uh, the Western New York area that people would normally not be able to have, you know, you know, conversations with on a daily basis but these were women that were in my circle judges and lawyers and wow. you know legislators okay. so these people all sat on a panel and it was a really intimate you know conversation with other women in the community and um it 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 was um enlightening and it was humbling and um it went really well. So that was our first, you know, married, you know, mm -hmm. event was this women's conference. And it was a free event. 
we did giveaways, we did, you know, food, we kept them all day, there was vendors, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it was a phenomenal event, and um, so we've been doing that now for uh, three years, but that's basically how I came about doing that sitting for six okay. months, and um, unleashing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's basically a great idea, because I mean, I know for most people, particularly for people of color, I mean, or Americans mm -hmm. in general, there's this big distrust of government, you know, so it's good that you, you, you had these different people that normally, you know, even particularly because of their own safety that normally you wouldn't be able to approach, but here they are right in front of you. And you can basically realize, you know, there are people here to serve us um, and that there are people just like us, you know, yes. and they're not as distrustful as you might think they are. So that's a great mm -hmm. idea that you had those particular people in front of people like that. So. Mm -hmm. And their response was really well, because it was just like, wow, this is why I got into public service in the first place for the people, you know, so being able to uh, um, experience that and see that, mm -hmm. um, it was wonderful, but get ready for this year, because uh, uh, my brain has been phew, flowing, and I cannot wait to um, hopefully, um, uh, fingers crossed, I get everyone that um, I am hoping to have um, for this year's women's conference, and I am e elated. <laughs> I, I will be absolutely elated. So um, yeah, so this year, um, hopefully it'll be in person and everything, mm -hmm. you know, will stay the same because last year we did it virtual. Oh my gosh. Um, we had people um, all over the world. I'll say world because there wow. were people that was, this was a free event that was sponsored on Eventbrite. Um, and people were signing up. So we were, um, um, we had people from all over the world tuning in to this conference. Um, and uh, it, it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. That is great. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, would you ever run for office? Because I know, you know, you're friends with a lot of, you know, legislators, judges, etc. So since you mentioned those people, you know, and you're so big on advocacy, you know, is this something that you've been thinking about? Or maybe are some of those friends, you know, saying, hey, maybe you should run for council person or Senate or president? Who knows, you know? <laughs> So, um, yes, um, I have a lot of people in my circle, um, and, um, stay tuned. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I sense a part two episode coming up soon. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we could do a part two. Um, I have a question, Zahira. Um, so I've worked in, in my field, I, I'm in healthcare, and I've worked with social work intimately and I have such appreciation for for what social workers bring to the table do you feel that the work you're doing now um 
I don't want to say makes up for, but you're more free to do what you feel is right for the common good versus being tied into a particular model working as a social worker. I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but, but does that make sense what I'm asking? It does. It does. And great question. Great question. It, um, so right now, um, I am actually um, a doctoral, um, a social work doctoral student. Oh, me. you didn't and, that, um, girl. Yeah. yeah. And I, um, they are excellent. The school is absolutely phenomenal at um, looking through the day parlance with diversity and equity and anti-racism, intersectionality, you know, so um, power analysis. So they are really good at providing that platform for us and really helping us to um, um, understand thinking, learning, and leadership. And um, I feel that um, sometimes you know, when we're within organizations, um, there, of course, you know, there's objectives and missions, you know, that everyone um, ensures that they, you know, that they meet. Um, but I do feel a sense of freedom being able to um, uh, really work towards goals that I have passions for. And I'm really um, happy and grateful um, that the school kind of allows us to, to be reflective and actually share, you know, those passions. Um, so absolutely, um, I, I, I do feel a sense of freedom being able to, you know, seek out those, you know, those different passions and things of that nature. So yeah, great question. Yep. I think that's, I'm, that's I'm, fantastic. I'm for that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I am so proud of you and the work that you're doing. And oh my gosh, you just look so great. I always tell you that your skin is <laughs> amazing. It's just you don't age at all. It seems like Oh, thank you. you still look I feel a lot older things. You still look 25 to me. <laughs> thank you. So what I wanted um, just to share really quick, um, uh, news, um, I, I did forget about this part because we kind of just uh, uh, summarized that part, but uh, news is going to be um, looking to, well, not looking to, we've already started the process, but we are going to be partnering um, with another program, which is the Wakanda Alliance um, here in Buffalo, New York, um, and teaming up with them with the Sickle Cell center of Western New York. We're actually going to be doing a, um, a uh, fundraising efforts to actually give 100% of the proceeds to um, the Sickle Cell Center of Western New York. So that is going to be coming down the pike as well for news. So. Wow, great. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing stuff with us. Um, how, can no people, <laughs> how can people get in touch with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I am um, on uh, most social media platforms. So I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. 
Um, we Inspire Changes um, is also on Facebook and Instagram, which is our um, annual women's um, empowerment um, conference. Uh, Muse um, is also Muse Apparel or Shop at Muse is also on Facebook and um, Instagram. Um, Zahira K. Hemphill at gmail.com. I am open to emails and, you know, getting, you know, linking up with people. I, I love people to come on board, share ideas, um, and, uh, express their creative, you know, sides for things. So, um, mm -hmm. and I'm always looking to partner for, you know, wonderful causes. So yeah, you, you are welcome to contact me by any means. Anyway, so, so social media, email, I'm open. Great, great. Well, thank you again so much for doing this. I appreciate it. I miss you. <laughs> Hopefully oh, at, at some point, instead of at cooking class, like 10 years from now. I, I know, right? Sooner. And that was random too. I'm like, is it here at this cooking class? Like, what's going on? Random. Yeah, just random. It only, it only is that we're meant to be connected, continue that connection. And I look forward to seeing, you know, uh, you on Broadway with, you know, a <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal star. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Oh, well, I'm ready to get back. I'm talking to my agents like, come on, stuff is opening back up. Let's go get me back on. <laughs> yeah, Good. I'm speaking it into existence. You both missed the first one. So just get ready for more. We're well, getting ready. We're ready. Okay, good. Ready. Okay, Absolutely. it was nice. It was so nice talking to you and you, Erica. And please keep in touch, Z. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having Thank me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right, so we're going to wrap right. up here. Have a good day. All right, thanks, bye. Thank you. you too. Thanks. Bye. Have a great day. Stay safe. You too. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. <laughs> ba -da ba 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 Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required. The General Insurance presents Ordering a Sandwich with Shaq and Hall of Fame announcer Michael Buffer. I'm going to have roast beef. What do you want, Michael? Let's get ready for pastrami on rye. Turns out Michael Buffer talks like that all the time. And it turns out the General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. Spicy Dijon mustard. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.